Hey there, Terry here with another episode of the Animation Industry Podcast. And today I am chatting with a viz dev artist and I guarantee that you are familiar with his work. That is if you've seen Box Trolls, Hotel Transylvania 2 or 3, The Tale of Despero, Little Ricky, or The Amazing World of Gumball. And that is because he did the concept work for all of these animations. And his name is Sylvain Mark, and he is a French visual development artist as well as a production designer, illustrator, and an animation director. And he started his path in Paris when he graduated from the highly esteemed Gobelin Animation School in 2006. Since then, he's been highly sought after for his amazing illustrative talents by Leica, Blue Sky, Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, Sony Animation, Passion Pictures, and many other top studios. Plus, I am a personal fan of his because I've been following his work for such a long time. And today he is going to chat about exactly how to develop concept art for a film or a TV show and how to make it as a visual development artist if you're just starting out. So Sylvain, how are you doing today? Good, good. Yeah. Nice yeah. to see you. I'm very happy you're on the podcast. Um, yeah, so you have a lot of uh, credits under your name, but the first thing I want to understand is kind of your role as a biz dev artist. So like when you're working on a movie or a TV show and it's in development, um, maybe you can use like a recent movie you worked on. Um, at what point does, does like the director, whoever it is, contact you to come in? uh well i guess when they they're you know starting to build the team or okay. but usually i'm quite early on on projects so so they so they would have a they have like the story and the script already completed and then yes yeah, yeah. well it depends because if it's something that's already in production or pre-production or development it depends i tend to be very early and uh, like the project I'm working on right now, it used to be in a different studio very early. So it was only the director, writer, and then me doing some designs. Oh, wow. and, and yeah, so very early on, that's like dream, dream position. So I take the script and I help them figure out like key pictures, beatboards, uh, characters, back, uh, backgrounds, and you know, so like do that. they usually do they usually have like does the producer have an idea given the demographic they want to go for with the movie of what it should look like typically like do they say like make this look kind of like Pixar or make this look like I don't know whatever. Uh, not really. I mean, because it's well, it depends if it's like a very early in the development or a film that's been greenlit with its own style, like you know, Hotel Transylvania films was already established franchise if it's something new then they will want something new and that's always the next the it's always like we want something fresh and new but you know that's always the <laughs> so how do they actually find you in the first place to work with uh i don't know i think uh i usually get get contacted directly so i never have to you know to send portfolio and so I get emails out of the blue and you know oh we're working on that film are you free and you know yes no and and that's how it works really and then I guess with experience and uh, maybe I am my work is a little bit known and then I, I tend to know producers and people in the, the team so I get referred and etc etc so but so, I, I, it, the work comes to me like I receive emails and just you know 
Gotcha. So at, so at one point, you weren't receiving any emails to work on stuff because you were young and like a fresh artist and whatever. Um, how did you get that first role as a biz dev artist? Did it was was your first? Uh, I mean, uh, I guess artistic role in your career as a biz dev artist then? No, no, I was. So I did Gobelin, uh, the uh, French animation school. So it's quite a well-known school and very professional. So they have. Uh, they have days at the end of the before the diploma where the recruiters come and choose students and have a look at the work you know they produce. So what happened is I had um, I started as an animator. Um, yeah. So straight out out of Gobelin before graduating, I had two offers: one from DreamWorks and one from Framestore in London. And I really wanted to do DreamWorks, but my girlfriend was still in France, so I didn't want to go too far from her and family. So I chose to go to London. So I started as an um, animator at Framestore in, in uh, um, how did you say that? Post-production. Sorry, I'm blanking here. <laughs> That's uh, on commercials and, you know, special effects and things like that. Um, so, and then yeah. while I was at, the funny thing is while I was at Framestore that first year I got an email from Sony where they were they were doing at the time the first Hotel T movie uh, and then they asked me for a vis dev out of the blue and I, w I was just starting a new job and moving to a different country out of school and start trying to you know start a new job so I, I, I turned that down and What's funny is I ended up working on the second and third films. Um, so then after after Framestore, I, um, I, I moved to Cartoon Network Development Studio. Uh, they created this, a studio in London to develop, you know, um, uh, pilots for series. And so I got more into writing, directing. I did the pilot. I helped on different shows. Uh, amongst them, Gumball, which is the most the, the one that got made and that is the most known. Yeah. And then yeah. a studio closed down. That's when I moved full time to VizDev. And so, it's the same. I got an email from uh, Gendy Tartakovsky, who was starting Popeye, and that's how I, I always wanted to do VizDev. So it's just like it happened organically. Right. But okay. So. Let's backtrack a little bit because I, I mean I've seen your work. I've I've been following you for a while before I reached out to you, and your stuff is is I think it's phenomenal. So Thank obviously you. every not everybody gets the opportunity to to go get some offers out of school and then become an animator and then be asked to do viz dev on like Hotel Transylvania, like pretty fresh in their career. So why do you think people? were reaching out to you specifically and finding and finding you like is it something in your work is it your relationships that you build in your career like what gave you these opportunities do you think even if they come out of the blue i guess it's the, the work first because you know when they contact you they don't know you and how you work and they just have you know it was at the time it was the blogs like blogspot and so i had my work online yeah i'm that old and uh so i guess yeah it's the my work, I guess. And then once you start working with people and I see you deliver and you're great, nice to work with and that you're easy to work with, so I guess they call you back and right. you know, they refer you to other people. And and then you start to build credits. So all of a sudden more 
you know, recruiters or producers see your work, see that you have been, you know, on this and that project, and then they keep calling, they call you for projects. So, so what is the mentality you have when you are working? Are you trying to do your best artistically? Are you trying to impress people that see your work? Are you always thinking like this is going towards my portfolio? Like, what is the mentality you have that enables you to always produce amazing stuff? No, mentality is my job as a business artist is to uh, help the director bring his vision to life. So he's got like he wants there's a character, a background, and my job is to give give him like options and try to materialize his vision. So I'm yeah. I'm always I'm always focused on this, on trying to find out what he wants and and um, help him in that way. So I'm not necessarily thinking of, oh, I'm going to do the most amazing picture for me or my portfolio, because sometimes the work is, you don't necessarily do beautiful pictures, but it's useful for, you know, because you need to understand how something works and it doesn't make always the prettiest image, but that's, I'm, I'm just, I'm always focused on the bigger picture of, you know, what they need and what the film is and, you know. So I in, think that's, in like one sentence, what is the goal of a biz dev artist? Yeah, it's uh, helping the director bring his vision to life, I think. Gotcha. Uh, and like yeah, build the wor world and put, put an image on, on words, basically. Nice. Um, so like when you're working on something, obviously, well, obviously what you present to the director isn't, it's still kind of rough in a sense, right? Like it's not the finished uh, film. So at what point do you go to the director and show him or her your work? Because like, do you take your rough, rough sketches or you develop your sketches to a point where you're comfortable and think they'll be happy with it? Or I don't know, what's the process? Um, so yeah, to backtrack to the first thing you were saying is, uh, yeah, you don't work on the final picture and even more so on 3D films because you can't, I mean, what you do will never look like what's on, on the, it's such a long process and different from, you know, 2D drawing and, and it's, so that that's sometimes um, that sometimes when people do short films 2D, that's because they want to keep more of the artist's end, and because you know 3D is such a big machine that everything gets you know uh, uh, taken and and change and yeah. So then the process, you see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and so the the process is more. I would. Um, yeah, you start like rough, and then you you give as much as options as possible to the director. So you don't want to go, you spend too much time, and you know too much. And then uh, reviews after reviews, you start to you know own on something and and refine, and and then and then you will clean up some things. And yeah, so that that's that's a very organic process over time. Yeah. So, at what point do you feel like you're finished a piece then? Uh, well, sometimes the funny thing is you you think you can have more time. It happened a lot with Gandhi for some reason. That's funny because I was I would develop things and present roughs, and I was oh I'm gonna next week I'm gonna clean it up and make it nicer. But that was enough for there was enough information for what they needed. So it's like yeah done approved next. And I was like oh no I wanted to finish like it's <laughs> in black and white suddenly rough and yeah but that, that's you know that's enough for the 
purpose. So sometimes you have to, you, in any case, in animation, you don't have to be very precious about what you do or, you know, have a big sense of ownership because it's a, it's a, um, it's a process that involves a, a lot of people. And, you know, so you, you have to, to get your ego on the side and, and really think of the bigger picture of why you're here and what you're doing. Yeah. Was that something that ego on the side, was that something that was difficult to learn or do you feel it's, it's kind of easy to move past pieces and onto the next? Uh, I think it's fine for me cause I have, I like to work with people and I'm okay to collaborate and, and I, I really don't mind being it, you know, uh, it being such co collaborate, collaborative and let go of things. And so it, it's, it's okay for me. I, I never take it personally or, you know, I never like, uh, I wish I could have done this or, you know, that's fine. If, if I see that the director and the people I'm working with are happy, I'm happy. Yeah. That's fine. Um, so I, I still, I have a lot of questions about the actual work itself. So. How many, when you, so for Hotel Transylvania 2, for instance, how many pieces are you delivering um, with, as a viz dev artist for that film? Like, do they choose key uh, scenes in the movie that they want to get a mood for? Are you creating all the characters? Like, what, what, what is the role involved there? So I was mainly, because the characters were already established, I, w I was more involved with the uh, settings, backgrounds, and you know, areas of the films that needed to be built for this precise episode. Yeah. Uh, so that what I was mainly involved with. I did a little bit of characters when you know characters were missing, missing, but it, it was more for, to give an idea or you know to see if I had because they had their main character designer anyway. So it, I was more involved with the the sets. So. You know, we have this to design. Like, there's the attic of the the castle that's never been designed. So, you know, have a go. How, how could it look? And you know, there's this new place or this new area. You know, so that's that's how it works. So, how many how many I guess assets or pieces in total did you create for that specific project? Uh, the second or third film? <laughs> Pick one. The second one. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. There were maybe six places. I, I worked a lot more on the second one, yeah. uh, and I did also a lot of work that that has been cut out cut out from the film. That's right. Uh, so I spent you... six months on a on the old sequence, like set in Paris, and in the end, it was completely rewrote and all that works down the drain that's another part of the job is there's a lot of that you work a lot for things that never see the day of light or then can you even show anybody the stuff that never sees the day the day of no, the light no, of day it's a little bit frustrating thing like i've got 60 percent of what i do i can't show and like oh. I, I spent like a year and a half working on popeye that was yeah. 2012 and then it never got made and I can't show, I, I can show a little bit, but not everything. And now as years has passed, when I, when I look at it again, I don't really want to publish it anymore because it looks old and, you know, <laughs> so that's a lot of work. Yeah. For nothing, but you know, I get paid, so that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, 
So, okay, so like for Hotel Transylvania, you said you worked for six months on that or was that just on one scene or like how long of a contract do you work for? Yeah, because Hotel Transylvania I worked a little bit. I knew there was another project starting that I wanted to work with that I was waiting. But the other thing, sometimes you say yes to a project, but, you know, in the time it starts, sometimes it gets delayed. So I knew, was that the case? Uh, sorry, I, I, I'm confused with other projects from Sony. But I think, yeah, that's what happened. Like, I only had like six months and then until I move on to a different project. So six so months and you created like a half dozen assets or like a dozen assets? like. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to. I'm just trying to get like a an idea for somebody who's thinking of getting into a viz dev. Like, what what does the output actually look like? You know. Oh, you mean in terms of quantity of work? Yeah. Uh, well, it depends. Like, if, you you work like if you work. It depends if you're full time or not. And yeah. and so I would be if I'm full time. I'm gonna have a review every week. So every week you have to produce things, and so it, it can go quite a lot of work after a while. But it, because it's so spread out, it's okay. I mean, that's the thing is I tend to be uh, quite long on projects, like rather than you know like uh, a week, you know, like it works in commercials or some other artists I know they're short, shorter, you know, term. But I tend to work quite long on projects. So the um, amount of work is quite spread it out you know, over time. So for like one piece, like I've seen on your, your portfolio on your website, like there's this beautiful cave scene where it's like green uh, for Hotel Transylvania and it's like got a really good mood and setting. What is it um, in your mind, like the perfect concept art piece? What are some of the, like, is it trying to convey a feeling and a mood and the characters and consistency? Like what are the key things you strive to give the director an idea for? Um, well, it depends if, uh, depends at what stage. If it's very early, it's going to be really about, you know, how it looks like, the geometry, you know, it's going to be more drawing and, you know, what's, what are the details, what's, what's the, what's, what's the, yeah, the geometry of a place and, but yeah. then if it's, if it's already moody in the brief, then you will, you will want to, to add that in values and, and then if you develop further into colors and that's when you start to bring those ideas, but it depends, it's all, it always depends on the projects, which, you know, like Hotel T, it was already in production, so there were designers, there were painters, color artists, so I was more doing black and white because they wanted me for the design and they had some other people painting um, the pieces I was doing. Ah, so that's yeah. the other thing, you know, sometimes you see what painters did and you're like, oh, that's not how I would have done it. But that, that's fine. That's part of, you know, it's a collaborative uh, you know, project. And sometimes if it's more early, like the film I was mentioning earlier, if I'm very early, I you know, in the production with a few people, then you're going to do more, uh, like more color work and people's and, you know, uh, color design. And so it, it depends, depends on the project, what, st what stage it is at. And, you know, if it's, if it's really designed, if it's early development, if it's, yeah, so. Gotcha. 
Um, well, okay. There's, so no, you... there's no one. There's no one answer. There's no one yeah. project like the other. And you know. Well, yeah. It, to me, like what you're explaining, it sounds like every project is completely different, and the process is even different for every type of project. Um, so what is like a, a typical year look like for you? Like how many projects are you working on? Like one or two a year or like thinking of your career so far, what is a, what is like a typical year you can expect? Uh, so again, it's always different. That's, what's, <laughs> that's, that's the fun, fun thing about that job. It's never, you know, it's not a, it's not an office job. So, um, so some years I'm going to be like on two projects, sometimes like Earlier, earlier, like a few years ago, I tend to to take a bit more as well, like commercials. And, you know, if I could fit more, when I was trying to build like connections and network, I would uh, I tend to accept a lot of different things. So, so, so people would know that I was available and working. And then you, you know, it was more uh, trying to, you know, uh, seed the sow the seeds in a way. And now because. Uh, I'm a bit more established, so work comes to me. I'm more comfortable in 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 having long long contracts because then I don't have to worry about you know finding work and you know. So like this year, for example, I know like from January, I signed for a year on a film, and I know it's going to be over. But so I have my old my old year is already you know booked and planned, and which is quite nice because you you know what you're going to do and yeah um so it depends of so yeah, it depends of year from year but it's uh, i tend as i said i tend to be on long term on films so which i'm fine with gotcha gotcha um so you work remotely and you've you've mentioned like you work with a director and like some people will paint your work and stuff um how how is it how does it go like you work remotely and how do you get in touch with the director and uh, all the people that you work with is it just through like Skype conversations like this? Or? Oh yes, yeah, yeah. So I work from home remotely for for mainly for US studios, and right. now it's quite easy. Like I'm lucky because that's you know something that couldn't have happened like I don't know 15 years ago. Yeah. So now you have uh, you know like Slack and and uh, all those things where you can chat with the teams and then you know Google Hangouts, Skype. So I would. Everything is internet, and uh, every all the reviews are online, like Skype reviews. And... So, who, how many people are you working with um, remotely on a on a project? Is it just the director, or like what's it, what are the typical contacts you need to be in touch with? Uh, so again, it depends on the projects. Uh, <laughs> so mainly the director, then they're going to be the producers, and then other artists. Like at the moment. Uh, on the film I'm working on, that's the first time I'm so involved uh, with the project. So I'm I'm also doing storyboards, um, doing viz dev. So I so I I speak to the different people on the team, and I work I'm working with other artists. So so right now I'm, I'm involved. I'm interacting with a lot of people on that project, um, but usually it's like it's going to be a director producer production designer and and that's it really gotcha um can you give me kind of like the entire process uh from that you work with like when you work with the director like what are the steps that you take 
where he has like a meeting with you or she has a meeting with you and then you come up with ideas, you go back and then you pitch them and then you get feedback. Like what is the whole process typically for any project? And I know you're going to say it depends. <laughs> no, no, that this tends to be quite, like a brief, like a meeting, a brief that they send you a script, animatic, whatever, like, uh, reference and then they say they brief you and what whatever you want to you have to design so then you you will typically you'll have a week for you like you go away for a week you 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 start thinking about it some mailing roughing out so the, the first two days it's very like you think about it it's not very productive in terms of what you actually draw and then on the Wednesday you start to panic because you have to you know produce and show that you're not slacking off. Um, so and then and then at the end of the week you have like you send your stuff over and you have a review and then another pass depending you know like then you refine you you know very organically like that. But it's usually like yeah in increments of you know weeks like one week to another. Are you working like a forty-hour work week then? Uh, yeah, minimum. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. I tend to work. Uh, that's the that's the thing with working remotely and from home is you tend to, you know, it's harder to separate life and work. And yeah. you also want to show that you know you're working and you're, you know, you're not slacking off. So you you tend to be harder, a bit harder on yourself. Like every hour working hour counts. It's not like when you're in the studio you will take a break, you know. As, have a coffee with your workmates and so here you tend to yeah you tend to work a bit more and sometimes yeah I'm more like I'm more of an evening person as well so I will I will be the most efficient is my in the late afternoon evening so I tend to work a bit later in the day uh, because that's where when I'm the most efficient gotcha. um so I have a few more like really weird technical questions. One of them is like, I know a background painter who has been on, on a number of contracts through um, his career. And some of the contracts are like, he'll get paid say like $50 per background, no matter, no matter what the background is. If it takes him a hundred hours or like 30 seconds, or yeah. he'll get paid a set amount to create backgrounds for like three months. Um, is that yeah. typical for a viz dev artist too? Um. I'm not too sure, but I'm paid uh, in days. Like I, I, I um, invoice on a day. I mean, I have a rate per day. That's how it works. Yeah. Because otherwise, you can't. I know some studios. They always try to get artists to be paid, um, not per day, but you know, per uh, like. Oh, you would have to produce that much, and you know. And there's no way to control like if there's any retakes and etc. So it can become completely uncontrollable in a way. So my I, I've always been paid per day, and that's okay. only how I will never accept <laughs> anything else because <laughs> that, that's the most honest. And I mean, that's the only way you can control how much you're gonna earn. And you know, so what about pay per hour though? <laughs> Well, then you, yeah, that's the same. You just, uh, you just divide it by, you know, but, but still, I always, that's weird. Like, it's like a day because it doesn't mean much. Like you can, in an hour, you can be 
still working but not doing or having a bad day or hour but it doesn't mean you're not working right because your brain is focusing and you're not doing anything else so it's you know and we are also doing art so it's not it's, it's not something you can quantify in a way like so sometimes you can be very efficient and do a lot in a few hours and sometimes you can struggle because because you're yeah you know, so um, so the fee for me, the per day rate is uh, safe and it works fine. So, gotcha. So, uh, I do. I, I have a question about like um, when you were very young, what was your dream uh, to become? Like uh, I was sickly uh, or wise. How I get into it was through. So in France, we grew up with comics, French, you know, yeah. Belgium French comic books, and that's. A lot of French artists. That's how they. You know, that's their main reference, and that's how they start. So, I was reading all those comic books, and that's what I really wanted to do was comics. Uh, but then it's super hard to make a living, and even more so now. Like it becomes even harder and harder. I have friends doing comics, and it's such a struggle. Uh, so I also got interested got into animation and i i remember very young seeing a documentary on french tv about gobelin the school so i knew uh so i went to see the open you know days of that school that's when i decided that's where i wanted to go and then i realized yeah also animation there's more potential for work and so but gotcha. comics comics was my my big thing so do you as a as a viz dev artist now, do you feel fulfilled with that dream, or do you still want to produce comics? Um, yeah, yeah, it's still on the back of my mind, but then, it, as I said, it's such so hard to make a living out of it. My girlfriend is already a kids' book illustrator, yeah. and that's quite a struggle, so I'm glad I'm into animation, because at least I can make a living out of it. Um, as a viz dev artist, what I did it uh, all these last few years because I really, uh, I really liked it, and I, that's also something I, I wanted to do. And uh, but now I'm kind of lacking the. I'm more. I'm, I'm also more into story and you know directing, and so that's why right, right now I'm I'm also transitioning a little bit on storyboarding and on the film I'm working on. I'm. A viz dev artist and storyboard artist, and I'm developing the short film on the side. So, because I need to fulfill that 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 need as well. Because it's it's one thing to produce pictures, but when you want you know to tell things or yeah, it doesn't fulfill that side. So, so in the future, do you see yourself taking steps to become a director? Um, yeah, I'd like to, but I, I'm 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 developing like have a short film independent short film project right. on so that's what i want to do in the next like maybe from next year um yeah can you uh, can you i also wanted to at some point when i was at cartoon network i developed a tv series project that became a feature project but then the, the uh, old studio collapsed and so it was kind of shelved and so it was always on, on my mind but um I guess opportunities were where I had more opportunities to offers as viz dev artists as well because you know that's also my speciality is you know design drawing and can so I got share, 
anything about the short film you're working on? Yeah, it's uh, maybe a 2D short film. It's uh, it's based on uh, childhood memories um, and a, a friend I used to have as a kid. Uh, so it's it's based on that. Um, it's gonna be completely it's it's gonna be completely different from what I do from you know my day day work like from mainstream mainstream animation. So it's gonna be very personal, slow paced, 2D. Uh, I'm gonna go the French way because you know in France we can have fundings for short films. So I got um, so I got the CNC for writing it and yeah so. But that, for the moment, is a side project because there's no money. Right. But at some point, I'm going to have to slow down on paid work and take like a, a big chunk of time to to make it happen. Otherwise, going to always stay a, a, a side project. Are you going to animate it and do the voice acting and the music, or are you working with other people as well? Oh, no, 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 I'm going to work with because it's quite going to be between 10 and 15 minutes long. O2D. Wow. So I'm gonna. I have a bunch of friends who are super talented at 2D animation, uh, you know, and I've got a good friend doing music, sound, sound design as well. So no, no I need. I, I will need a lot of people. And I, that's the other problem is I want to be able to pay them, even if it's not much. But so yeah. that's why I'm going the French way to try to get funding and. Yeah. That's good. Um, you said you went to, I always mispronounce this school. I, in my mind, it's goblins, because <laughs> that's how it's written. But Goblin, is that Goblins. Goblin. Um, how is, so I know that school is insanely competitive. It has nothing to do with goblins, like the creatures. <laughs> it's just uh, it's the name of the area of, of Paris where it's at. There's a, there's a carpet manufacturer that's been oh. called and then it gave the name of the area and the, the, the metro station. It's it's nothing to do with uh, the goblins. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> um, so I know that school is insanely competitive. And also, uh, the short films they produce every year are just phenomenal. How How is your experience getting in and also during? So, yeah, it's uh, so getting in was tough because it's very, there's a big selection. So I tried the first time and I was, uh, turned down they told me i was too young which which in hindsight i agree uh and I, i'm glad that they said that because then i did like uh, an illustration school before oh. uh, and uh so i could because they really want they tend to take older students a little bit because it's such a profession professional uh school yeah then I, so I tried the first time. I got turned down. I did my illustration diploma, and I and I and I got in the second time. Okay. And then uh, the studies themselves are yeah pretty amazing, super intense. Uh, but it's, it's yeah it's really great the way the way it's done. Like because we had a lot all the the, the teachers are you know professionals and so they come to. You have teacher, full-time teachers, but mostly professional coming to you know to do the different workshops and. So, yeah. Um. So given so you you did an illustration diploma, then you went to Goblin, yeah. <laughs> um, and now you've you've uh, you're quite developed in your career. What was maybe the hardest thing to learn through all of those years of of practicing and working? Um. 
Mm. Or maybe the most important skill you've picked up if, if you can't think of something. Well, the thing I glad like because Gobelin, you it's a very, a very technical school. It's even more like a few years ago. It tends to change a little bit, but historically, it's more they used to to teach uh, to make technicians for animation. Mm -hmm. uh, so we had we had less of a writing classes, and you know. You know, we were supposed to make short films, but we didn't really have writing class classes. And so that's why earlier on you ended up with films, mine included, which were only chases, you know, of characters chasing around. And, you know, because because the writing wasn't very, you know, developed. So that's what I, I that's what I did more when I started working at Cartoon Network when we so we had guys, storyboard artists from the US coming to do workshops with us. So that's when I, I learned like, you know, storyboard driven shows and to write, you know, uh, to work from out, outlines and scripts. And so that's the thing I was and I'm still learning and I still I'm really in, interested in, but I have less skills. Yeah, uh, yeah that's all the writing part. And I would what say, is something that uh, has been very important that you've learned in writing? um to make a really good uh what's funny, is, what's funny is i learned like so i read a lot of books about you know how you're supposed to structure this you know how to do it uh, all the typical books you can read about it but now with my short film because i'm working on memories and from real life yeah. so it helps me to to give it a structure but I'm going also the other way around where cons consciously I'm, I'm, I'm breaking all those <laughs> rules because I'm talking about real life and real life isn't scripted or, you know, things happen because they happen and drama and conflict comes because time passes, because people get old, because, you know. So <laughs> that's the interesting thing I'm dealing with at the moment because I'm working on my short film and yeah, I'm into a story. And, but what I learned also at Cartoon Network was, you know, uh, writing at the storyboard stage. That's really how, you know, they work in the US and which is very organic and natural. So I picked that up and that's, that's also because we're so vi visual people and it's a visual language. So I would, I would write while I storyboard and, you know, back and forth with a script or yeah. Oh, that's interesting. And, and uh, so what I'm getting is it, it's like structure is very important. And also, um, I think it's interesting that you write with a storyboard, too. I know they do that at Cartoon Network and where they're one of the few studios that kind of does that. But cool. Um, what What is given, I guess, through your journey, uh, animation, especially like biz, biz dev and stuff like that, is pretty hard to uh, get into. Like, it's very competitive. So what has been or who or what has been something that has been really helpful for you personally uh, throughout your career? I don't know. I think <laughs> tenacity. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, do you want me to name someone or? It can be whatever. I don't know. Maybe it's a person that's helped you out or like just perseverance or something. I'm just wondering like what keeps you going. I, I, uh, oh, it's like 
Oh, because it's, oh, I know, yeah, what keeps me go, going is because it's a passion, like, you can't do that without being passionate about it. I mean, it's not a office bank job, or you don't go into it because you, because you're looking for, you know, your next holiday, or, you know, so that's what, it's just because, yeah, you always want, it, that, that's the tricky thing as well, is whenever you have projects coming your way and it's so hard to turn them down sometimes because you're like oh yes that's oh, that's interesting oh, that's exciting oh, no, no. so i guess that's what keeps you going right gotcha. um so uh maybe this last little part i just want to for somebody else who was looking to get into viz dev or like um, an illustrative career what's kind of the first thing they should they should do or focus on if they want to follow in your footsteps um well uh, just draw and <laughs> produce good work i guess and and now it's well yeah i was gonna say now it's so easy because you could put everything out there but it's also hard because now there's so much out there as well uh because when when i was younger you know when i was at school we used blogger blogspot and that's that's when so there was a quite cool emulation about it and I met people online then then that are still that I'm still in contact with now from the blogspot days because you know there were the comments and there were not as much you know online. Um, the commenting thing I kind of find it again with Instagram in a way, but now there's so many and so much stuff and so many people, so I, maybe it's harder to stand out in a way. Um, so I don't know. There's no recipe. Um, I'm, I'm lucky that work comes my way, and so I'd be hard pressed to give any advice. But I think I think like you know, putting your work out there and making good work is a good way to. So, um, do you think somebody should go to school for this as well? Well, yeah, because definitely. I mean, I went to illustration and animation school and the emulation you get there is quite unique it's something you kind of uh don't get as much afterwards in a way um, well well that's true if like me you work from home you because if you're de facto a bit less connected with artists on a day-to-day -day basis but school I, I think what's cool is great about it is yeah the emulation with people the people you meet there, there might be the people you will work with later. So school is great, but then I know in the US, you know, in France, lucky it's quite, uh, you know, my illustration school was free. Gobelin was cheap at the time, so I could do it. Now it's more expensive. I, I couldn't have done it, you know, at the price it is now. And I know in the US it's so expensive. Uh, so then I know there are like alternative now you know like the guys what they do at schoolism for example is quite amazing because i know it's it's not that expensive but the the lessons you get there is amazing so there are different options but yeah school i mean it's school is school right that's <laughs> right right <laughs> I, I think that will give you a heads up you know because because you, you'll be you'll see people that are producing stuff and you want to be better and do, you know, so. Yeah, there's a big part of it too, yeah. Um, so, so say I'm putting together like a portfolio 
um, with my art for a VizDev project, what are like three or four things that are absolutely mandatory that I show off? Um, this again, it's always a tricky question because I'm not really a recruiter. <laughs> and <laughs> people come to me and uh, I'm not always sure what they respond to. But I'm, it depends, like if you want to be a VizDev artist, you have to show, yeah, you have to show a good amount of flexibility, I think. Well, you have to show your skills, like that you're a good draftman, and then that you're flexible, you know, characters, backgrounds, color, uh, whatever. So I think that would be the most important. Gotcha. So include some background, some character, color, and then um, show that you can work on a variety of projects. Yeah, but unless you, well, it depends because you know, some people will want to be only character designers. Some people will only want to be background artists. So it's also put what you, what you want to do and show what you want to do, what you're best at, and yeah. Is there anything that you would tell somebody or like like as a piece of advice if they're going to follow this career or something maybe surprising that they might not have thought of? Like when you think of your younger self, what would you say to your younger self knowing you've taken the path now that you have? Maybe I would say relax. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, well, because it's my example and what I, how I do it is, um, I could tell that it's possible to do it remotely as well, because that's something I enjoy. And you, know, you, you have a part of um, compromise and sacrifices to do it, to work remotely, but it's doable. And it's also a very nice way to do it because you can leave where you want and still be able to work on, you know, big, feature for us studios but you don't have to be i mean it works like studios are okay with people working remotely like let's say you don't have to be in the us and you know if you're somewhere else in a little town or in a different country and you're like oh how am i gonna do to work on those films and you know it's possible so yeah. so apply anyways i guess yes yeah, yeah. exactly yeah um cool well i think that's pretty much everything I wanted to ask. Is there anything you wanted to share or whatnot right now? No. Not really. No. <laughs> I'm fine. <Yeah>. <laughs> we got rid of it. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and, and sharing all your experience um, in your career. And also, good luck with your short film in the future. That's really exciting. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Yeah. And uh, if you're listening and you want to get in touch with Sylvain or check out his work. I'm going to include his Instagram in uh, the description of this podcast. So make sure you check it out. It's polymynth. I think I'm saying that right. Yes. And um, polymynth. Okay. And that's all for now. Okay. Bye.